2: Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview in association with Luke1977 with two eggs presenting the preview show today. I feel like we have to address the haircut situation straight off the bat, Max. Max from Villa on Tour is with me, as you can see. And um, Coincidentally, Max, we both decided, without speaking to each other, that yesterday was the
1: day to shave our heads. Yeah, I asked my dad, can you just give me a little bit of a trim on the sides? And it went so horrifically wrong that I just thought, just get rid of all of it. To be fair, I don't mind it. It's low maintenance. Um, it was just getting to the stage where it was just annoying me. And I've never had hair that long, so can't complain with the egg look.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously I'd had a situation with my hair where I'd, I'd bleached it earlier <laughs> on in, in lockdown and it was getting out of control. Too many colours going on there. It was like a bird's nest. I had to do something, so it just felt better to start again. So apologies, as I say, that we do have two eggs presenting the match preview today. Max, Leeds away. Leeds have already beaten us once this season. It's a bit of a weird time at the moment to to be a Villa fan, isn't it? Because we're doing very, very well. Sat in eighth, I think, if you'd have told us that we'd be eighth in February, end of February, I think we'd all have absolutely snapped anyone's hand off to to take that. But because we've set such high standards throughout the season, when we don't win now, there does seem to be like a a mini meltdown. And in my head, I feel like we're on a, a bad run, even though we probably aren't.
1: Yeah, I mean... Last year we were going on bad runs where we just weren't winning, and I suppose we are sort of picking up points here and there. You know, beat Arsenal not that long ago, got a decent point at, at Brighton. So we're still picking up points. You know, we're still ticking along nicely. Um, But at some point, these games in hand will catch up with us. The likes of Tottenham and Arsenal, who are behind us, they'll catch up with us. So I don't. Yeah, we we need to sort of sort ourselves out. I think a little bit. And I don't think the excuse of you know, okay, we've come a long way, you know, we have, don't get me wrong, look, we came 17th last season, we have come a long way, but I think you you can't keep using that excuse um, every time we don't win a game, Um, because like you said, okay, yeah, we have set really high standards for ourselves, but we need to maintain them and then stay consistent now, and I think staying consistent is is a big issue we've got at the moment, but look, we're still in a good place, Um, you know, a lot of games to turn it around and uh, have have a positive finish of the season, but yeah, I'm nervous for this Leeds game. And I haven't been nervous for, um, you know, a lot of games this year because you look at the likes of Man United, Man City, Liverpool. I haven't been nervous for those games because we can always give sides a game. But this Leeds one, just just something about it that I'm a little bit nervous about.
2: Yeah, I think last weekend against Leicester was the first time I'd really sat there and not felt like we were going to get anything from the game before it started, which is, is good, as I say, at the end of February to have that feeling for the first time. But I've kind of got it again now for Saturday. I watched Leeds on Tuesday and... They've been very up and down as well, in fairness. If you look back at their results, I mean, at home, they've won five times this season. They've lost five times. They don't really draw. So they're kind of hit and miss as well, a, a little bit like us. But because they're coming off the back of a good win, will be against a really poor Southampton side on Tuesday. They probably are the favourites being at home as well. And they've got some players, Max, that are, are banging form. I mean, Rafinha absolutely terrorised Southampton. Bamford hasn't stopped scoring all season, really. And you watched the
1: game as well on Tuesday. What did you make of them? Yeah, they were good. I think Southampton had a, a decent first half. But I think in that second half, Lee's just absolutely blew them away. Like you said, that Rafinha, I don't know where he's come from. Because I think he didn't, I think he came France, on against I think. Of the game at Villa Park. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he's an absolute live wire. I think he's a little bit of like a Bertrand Traore. He's sort of a wild card. You never know what you're going to get. But his pace, his his intensity is is scary. And I think in that Southampton game, he was chasing down the goalkeeper from like the 95th minute. And yeah, he's a brilliant player. They've got loads of other players as well. Bamford, who scored, I think, 13 goals this year. He's been fantastic. Um, And the whole you know Bielsa why is he getting so much praise and things like that at the start of the season I was saying that as well like why the media sort of lapping him up so much but I think you've got to give him credit that he's got them 10th in the Premier League with a lot of players in there that are sort of you know championship players Stuart Dallas Ailing, Bamford they are a few years ago they, they were bog standard in the championship so you got to give him credit they're having a great season and uh, if they win I think they go ahead of us so uh, that's that's a bit of a reason to try and get something out of this game but but yeah they're, they're having a great season it'll be a really tough game
2: Yeah, I think you raise a valid point there. I mean, he's taken, without being disrespectful, journeymen championship players, and he's made them good Premier League players. They fit into the system. They're absolutely all full of energy. And I suppose that that's a worry for Villa at the moment because a criticism of us would be we don't really look full of energy at the moment. So Leeds are not the ideal opponents at all in that respect. I know you've just done like a Leeds podcast, a Leeds show with a Leeds fan. How how were
1: they feeling going into the game? Yeah, they, they they were saying the sort of same thing. They were they were saying, look, Leeds have been very inconsistent. You know, they win five nil, they will lose five nil. They score lots of goals. They they've, they've kept eight clean sheets I think this year as well. So when they want to, that they can do well. But defensively, they do leave gaps. Their goalkeeper I think is a little bit dodgy at times. and oh, I think you suspect, yeah, I think you know we I expect I hate expected goals. I really really don't understand it. You know, it's not something that I want to go off. But I think the commentator in the Leicester game said, like we haven't. I think we're the worst side in the league in the last few games in terms of expected goals we just haven't looked like scoring which for a side that's you know scored plenty of goals this season scored seven against the champions etc it's a bit of a a worrying thing but yeah i think they're more confident than we are i don't think there's any doubt about that especially coming off a a really really good 3-0 win against southampton um but yeah i definitely think they're more confident than we are and like you said, it's it's strange because in the Leicester game, we did look tired and it's weird because if, if we were seeing this in the six games in 18 days, you could probably understand it. But we had a week leading up to the Brighton game, a week leading up to the Leicester game, a week leading up to this game as well. So you can't really use the excuse of fatigue or the players are tired anymore, even if you know there is a there's not a lot of rotation. So you can't use fatigue. Um, but we did look tied against Leicester for some reason. The intensity just wasn't quite there, and they played us off the park. So if we play like that, again, we'll, we'll lose against Leeds because a team that, you know, is so they're so intense and they just run and run and run, and that's just not the side that we want to come up against at the moment. So, yeah, that's def- definitely something to worry about.
2: I guess another worry would be the fact that when we'd lost games before, we were coming away from them and saying, oh, we could have easily got something today, it was a good performance, we were unlucky, but the last two, Brighton, we were very, very lucky to come away with a point. And then Leicester, even though we got ourselves into a, a decent position after half-time by getting the early goal to make it 2-1, I never really ever felt like we were going to kick on and equalise and take anything from that game. So I guess the performances, they're, they're kind of disintegrating, aren't they? That Through the season, our
1: performances are getting worse, and over the last couple of weeks, I suppose, results are getting worse as well. Yeah, I think you know before the Brighton and Leicester game, like you said, we were pretty much in every single game, bar you know probably the league's game at home. To be fair, but I think that the Manchester clubs away is a prime example. We go there, okay, we lost Chelsea away as well, but we give them a real, real good game and a run for their money. But in recent weeks we just haven't done that against against Leicester. It was. It was, it was really poor look i don't think jack would have, would have changed anything if he was on the pitch we still would have, no. would have considered those, those goals but it, it just we did we never looked up for it and we sort of came out knowing that we were going to lose and that's what it sort of came across as. and we didn't really look up for it and that's got to change against It's got to change and whether that's a change of personnel or a change of mentality i'm not i'm not sure but something has got to change because this this isn't sustainable we're not um, scoring goals, okay, yeah, we scored one against against uh, Leicester, but that was that was our only real chance, really. Schmeichel didn't have to do anything, did he, really, apart from, apart from pit the ball out of his net, to be fair, so worry, it's not worrying times, because like you said, we're having a great season, but we are going through a sticky patch, and we, we kind of do need to get out of it at some point, and hopefully that's, that's as soon as possible.
2: Yeah, I think we've had to- Notoriously sticky January and February is under under Dean Smith in, in the three season that he's that he's been at the helm. So I guess there there is a pattern emerging there. I'm not sure if there's any correlation between those those seasons at all, but it is something that's a problem at the moment. You've, you've spoke about the midfield and maybe changing personnel. Obviously, we don't think Jack Grealish is going to be available, which is is a massive blow. Any team's going to miss their best player. I think Villa probably rely on on Grealish as heavily as any side relies on one player in the Premier League. El Ghazi looks low on confidence. He came in and replaced Jack in in the last game, but he is really a confidence player. I thought he, he he didn't look ready at all against Leicester on Sunday, just looked so low on confidence. Do you change that? Do you try Trezeguet on the left? A lot of people are saying play Trezeguet on the right to back Elmo up against Rafinha. What what, what do you do with it? What, first off, what do you do out
1: wide? I think that's a really tough one because I, I said the other day after watching Leeds against Southampton that I'd play Trezeguet but but thinking on it now, Troy has been our best our best winger in my opinion and he's scoring goals and getting assists and he's doing well so I don't think you can take him out the side but on the other hand you can't play him on the left because he's so heavily left-footed and he's he's not going to go down the wing. You want him cutting in and, and, and actually changing the game on that right-hand side so Trezeguet on the left is that an option? I think he's better on the right but then El he's better on the left so to be honest, I, I don't think he'll change it. I think he'll keep El Ghazi on the left and Traore on the right. But I, I maybe want to see Trezeguet because of his energy as well. I think i will be a massive factor in a game against Leeds. But I don't want to take Traore out either. So I'm yeah. glad I'm not the manager because that, that's a really tough one on the wings. But it, yeah, if I was sensible, i will probably keep El Ghazi. And hopefully he plays his way into a bit of form. All he needs is a tap-in at the back post. And you know he'll get five and five again, hopefully, anyway. But... Yeah, that, that, that's a tough one on the wings, that is, because I think Trezeguet's got a real shout to potentially come back in on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I can't remember if we'd cut out by then. We had some technical issues on, on on Sunday in the Villa View. I was saying, when Trezeguet plays down the left, he just runs into cul-de-sacs. When he's on the right, he kind of just gets to run in a straight line, which, which suits him. But on the left, he he, he has to cut in, because he's he's quite heavily one-footed, and he ends up going into those cul-de-sacs. He's never really going anywhere. So I don't really like him on the left. I think you have to stick with Al Ghazi, and, like, and like you say... Try and hope that he plays himself into form. I agree with you completely with Triore as well. He's a goal threat and at a time when we're not exactly banging him in, I think taking a genuine goal threat when Grealish probably isn't going to play as well, won't help us. Rafinha, we spoke about him a little bit. He he ended up playing on the left the other night for Leeds, which is a bit annoying actually because he's played on the right all season, cutting in and then he played on the left on Tuesday and and did well had a really productive evening, which would pit him bang on form against someone in Elmo who's our second choice right back. He hasn't played much football, so I feel sorry for him. Leicester and Leeds aren't great games for him to come in too cold when you've barely played all season. So him having Rafinha up against him, that that could turn into a big problem for Villa. Almost solid. I've got nothing against him. But it's hard to
1: come in when you haven't played all season. Yeah. Um, Rafinha has played on the right, I think, for the majority of the season. But if you're Bielsa... With a, with a player of Rafinha's quality, he can, he can easily go and play on the left-hand side and cause Elmo massive, massive problems, like just like Harvey Barnes did at the weekend. He um, absolutely ran him ragged, Elmo. I mean, like you said, it's nothing against the bloke. He's he's played, what, two Premier League games this year? He's just not at the sharpest, and, you know, at 32, 33, whatever he is. It's nothing against the goal because he's been, he's been OK in the championship and things like that. He's a steady player, but unfortunately, coming up against quality players like Harvey Barnes and Rafinha, I think he's going to be in for a really, really tough afternoon. I think that could be somewhere where Leeds look to target. And it's, you know, we've seen West Ham and a few other sides double up on star players like Jack Grealish. And could we do something similar to that? But, You've got with the amount of bodies that leads get forward as well. You can't afford to put two or three on Rafinha because you'll see Stuart Dallas, Luke Halen, Bamford, all these players going forward as well, and they'll just pick a pass and you know they'll be through. So how we deal with with Rafinha that will be a really tough one. I think Elmo's in for a really difficult night. So I'm interested to see how that one pans out. Yeah, the the weird and
2: interesting thing is with Leeds, I don't think you can plan for them because players seem to play anywhere. Ruffini could quite easily play central midfield on on Saturday. Like people literally will play them in positions that they've never played before. They'll, they'll just bombard you and, and they'll look good. It's a it's it's a really hard game. JPA on Twitter is talking about surely it's a time for Kessler, for his pace and his engine over Elmo. But I don't know about you, I just, I just can't see it happening. I can't see him throwing in an academy player just playing the Premier League without any prior experience. I suppose he's got the cup game against Liverpool but it would be a big ass to just throw an academy kid in there wouldn't it
1: yeah it was I, I can see you know where where they're coming from with that you know he's a little bit more athletic than Elmo possibly but none of us have seen him more than a game like realistically okay he's playing in the under 23s against kids his own age but against men in the Premier League that's just, that's a different animal like it's going to be so so tough for him if he comes in so I think if you if you're being sensible, you keep Elmo there just for his experience and things like that. Okay, he's not he's not the paciest. Kesler probably is a little bit faster than him, but you know, with with his experience, you've got to keep Elmo in there. Look, I can see where, where he's coming from with Kesler, but I just think if if you throw him in and he has a, a poor game, um, you've ruined his confidence there, and it, you know, you never know where that's going to lead. So, yeah, I'd keep Elmo in for sure. What about the, the central
2: midfield? Because we had a. Bizarre, I'm well not a bizarre change of system because we've done it a few times, but we kind of went 4-1, 4-1 or 4-3-3, depending how you look at it on, on Sunday. I think the, the aim behind that was to get McGinn higher up down the left-hand side because Jack was missing, but he just wasn't right in central midfield. We Every time there was a loose ball, there wasn't a villain midfielder on the scene. Louise ended up getting swarmed a bit with kind of two free eights in front of him, so it created problems for us defensively. I think he'll go back to, to the four-two-three-one that we've played all season. But there is cause for a change of personnel in central midfield. Obviously, you've got Sanson, who we, who we bought in, who must be pushing for a place. Now, Nakamba's done well when he comes in. I really like Ramsey. I think he, he looks a player whenever he comes on or comes in. So, do you think it's the time to freshen up that central midfield? Do you think Leeds is the game where Dean will change things?
1: I think in an ideal world, you wouldn't want to change something and throw someone in who hasn't played a lot of Premier League football like Samson into a game away at Leeds. But unfortunately, I think I think you've, you've got to change it now. Barkley, I, I'd probably see him keeping his place, although I'd like to see him taken out because I've stuck up for him. You know, he, he played a few games when he came back from that injury, but... He just just hasn't looked up for it. You know, I gave him a little bit of slack with, you know, five or six games, playing himself back into fitness. But he's had, what, six or seven games now since his injury. He just hasn't really done anything. He doesn't really look like he's too bothered. And I'm sure that's not the case, but that's how it comes across as as I'm watching as a fan. And, um, you know, he comes off and he kicks water bottles and he looks frustrated. But if you're playing like that, you can't really blame Smith for taking him off. So I think... I, I'd make a change. I, I don't think I'd start Ramsey necessarily. I, I I don't think that's the game for him. OK, he, he played at Wolf, started at Wolves away, didn't he? So, you know, he's got it in his locker. But I, I'd like to see Sanson start personally. Um, like I said, it's not the ideal game for him to, to start his first Premier League game at Leeds away. But he's getting five, ten minutes at the end of games where we've already lost or we've already drawn. And it's just, he's he's, he's never going to make an impact. And when he has come on, he's looked all right. You know, he's looked great. Yeah, he looks lively. He does, yeah. He's made a few nice passes and things like that. And i just like to see what he can offer from, you know, minute zero rather than minute 82. So I'll probably start him. I, I, I like McGinn, but he's struggled recently. He's not getting forwards. When we first got promoted, he was scoring goals away at Arsenal, Tottenham, getting forward really well. But just, just haven't really seen that recently. I think, you know, that, that comes from Barkley coming in and McGinn being told to sit back because of what Barkley offers um, and Barkley not necessarily coming back to, to defend, which isn't his role, obviously. I'm not, I'm not having a go in for that. But, yeah, so, something's got to change in that midfield. And um, I, I don't know what it is. Nakamba as well, that's a shout. But, yeah, it's a tough one at the, the midfield at the moment.
2: I think I'd be inclined to play Nakamba, you know, just because Leeds are so full of energy. And he's probably our most energetic midfielder that maybe gets around the pitch better than everyone else. The McGinn ones he's an interesting one because i think he's done well defensively this season i think his defensive games come on leaps and bounds i think in a lot of games his range of pass, passing when he plays deeper is very good and and in, in certain games you've really seen that the chelsea game i remember he was he was outstanding both defensively and with the ball at his feet but it's nice natural game so you are you are curbing something within him you're probably curbing his best traits in getting around the pitch and I suppose we played him in his best position on, on Sunday, though, and it didn't go very well. I, I thought, arguably, he was worse than Barkley. I've I've defended Barkley as well. There, there's something not right there. I think he probably thinks... I think he's frustrated with himself. I think when he's coming off and he's kicking water balls and he's trudging off the pitch slower, I don't think he's crossed with Dean Smith. I think he's cross with himself. I think he's just not doing it at the moment. He's struggling to get back to the level that we need him to be. But I guess, how long do you take for him to get to that level? Do you give him a game off and maybe have him on the bench to inject us with something with 20 minutes left if the game's going badly for us. Like you said, said earlier, we're, we're not the managers. It's, it's not our decision to make, but I do think something needs to change in that midfield, and he's, he's going to have to do it quite quickly because the fans are getting a little bit restless. I know social media is not the best barometer, but the midfield, something that's coming up every week now, has not been right, and I, I do think he's got to change it at some point. Chris on Twitter's saying that in-game substitutions and in-game tactical decisions from Dean Smith that there's nothing really happening. Is he a bit tactically deficient in games, in-game management. And I went back through our games and tried to find a game where a, a sub has made an impact and, or changed the game for us in our favour. And I couldn't really find one. The only one I could find was Walls when Algazi came on and, and bagged a penalty. But I don't really remember him touching the ball other than that penalty. So I don't know whether you can count that. We're not knocking Dean Smith because we, we absolutely love him. But I suppose something that could be levelled at him is You've said already, substitutions, that come quite late. Our subs don't really ever seem to impact the game, do they?
1: No, I, like you said, I think they, they just come on far too late. They're never ever going to change the course of a game with, with eight, nine minutes to go. I think, you know, Davis is a prime example of that. Look, I don't, I don't think he's had the best time at Villa by any stretch, but when you're throwing him on with two minutes to go at Burnley away, he's not going to change the game. Throw him on with with 20 minutes to go, 25 minutes to go to really, really make an impact on the game. And then if he doesn't perform, fair enough. At least you're giving it a go. But yeah, the the tactical thing, I think, you know, it's been the case with Smith for, for quite a while. I don't think it's a recent thing. There just doesn't seem to be a sort of plan B necessarily. If it doesn't work out with what he set out at the start of the game, we never change it. I think we haven't come from behind to win this season, have we? I think Chelsea away is the only time we've... Got something. something. Yeah, we took a point in where I don't remember us coming from behind and winning. I could be completely
2: wrong, but I, I don't remember that happening.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's down to the the lack of plan B, possibly. So I think that's something that Dino has to work on. And, you know, when it's not going our way, what do you do? You have to think fast and what, what do you change? And, you know, being desperate with 10 minutes to go and throwing on, you know, Sanson and Ramsey. It's not the one. It's not the one. So he's got a lot to think about. And like you said, I think something's got to change um, on Saturday. And I'd start with the personnel on that one. Something's got to change. Who would you bring in, in the Nakamba for then? Do, 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 you t- do you take out or, or McGinn? That's the problem. It's a tough one. I'd go by the logic of Louise has had
2: a rest recently. I don't remember McGinn having a rest. Has McGinn played every game this season? Like, no, he, he was, suspended. was suspended for one. Was it West Ham, I think? Did he miss? Did he miss one? I can't remember. Was he playing right for? It show? was
1: Arsenal because Nakamba played against Arsenal. Didn't he
2: play for Lewis? We we're going over. I thought he played for Lewis. That guy I thought Louise was oh, yeah. the oh, bench against Arsenal. I don't know. Can't remember. Basically, Lewis <laughs> has had a rest recently. In my mind, yeah, he would be the one if, if anything. I just think as well, Nakamba's done well when he comes in. And if you're looking at players for certain games, as I said earlier, if he's the energetic one, isn't he? He's the he's one out of all the midfielders that's going to break the play up. Louise is more one for for interceptions. I'd say Nakamba is more of someone that's actually physically going to break it up and Leeds are going to they're going to have a lot of the ball. They're going to play on the front foot, you would imagine, because they only play one way and it's full pelt or or nothing. They could quite easily beat us five nil. We could quite easily go there and win win five nil. Dan Keenan on on Twitter says Leeds struggle against sides that sit back. Should we take that approach?
1: I don't, I don't think you can risk that. I think you've got to play leads at, at their own game in a way. I think if you sort of pin them in their own half, it makes it difficult for them to sort of come out and, and throw bodies forward. I think, yeah, it's a risk maybe worth taking because of how good our defence have been. And, and, you know, games where we have sat back, you look at the end of the Southampton game where we did sit back for it for a long time and we did ride it out with a little bit of luck. Um, so so possibly but I don't think I'd risk it I think you've got to play these at their own game and try and score because I think their, their defence isn't great I think they've got one of the worst defensive records in the league so why, why would you go there and not exploit that I don't get that we've already touched on their goalkeeper he, he can be got at um, so why not just, just go all out and, and give it a go and just see what happens I, I'd rather see that than us, us sit back and just hope for the best and try and hit them on the counter-attack
2: I'd say as well, it's very difficult to play on the counter-attack when your main ball carrier is not playing. Yeah, We're so yeah. good on the break, and when, when we are good on the break, the main reason for that will be Jack. One of the other players that would be good on the break is Ross Barkley, and he's not exactly firing on all cylinders at the moment. So I, I'd suggest it be very, very difficult for us to play on the break. I don't think I'm going to like the answer to this, Max, but give me a score prediction.
1: Oh, I don't know. I I think there'll be goals. I think there will be goals. Both both you know the way both sides play. I'm I'm going to go two two. And to be honest, I'm I'll probably take that. Who's who's our next game? Who's our next game? Sheffield United on Wednesday. Mm, okay. okay, I'll probably take a point here and, and go and win that game. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going two two. I never predicted to lose ever. But I'm going to go
2: against the habit of a lifetime. I think we'll come out of the wrong side of a of a high scoring game. Maybe lose three two. But I I never predicted to lose, so hopefully that will be a, a good thing that I've predicted to lose because let's face it, I'm wrong more often than not. So that could end up being a good thing, Max. I think that does us for today. Thanks ever so much for joining me. Let's not ever get our haircuts at the same time ever again because quite frankly, it looks absolutely ridiculous on the screen. Thanks to Luke 1977 for sponsoring the show. You'll have noticed going up along the top of the screen that we do have a discount code that gets 20% off most things. That's TVV20. Max is staying very quiet. There are other discount codes that are around. But, yeah, if you've watched this show, then make sure you use this one rather than the other discount codes that do do the rounds on social media. Max, I'm sure you'll be on the channel again soon. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Hopefully we'll both enjoy the game on Saturday, not Sunday. One thing left to say, of the villa.
1: Of the villa. Sports Social
2: Podcast Network.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at champacasino.com.